Hi, this is Matt Wallace, lead pastor at Holy Cross Lake Mary, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us, and I pray this message inspires you and helps build your faith. To learn more about Holy Cross, visit hclm.org. Enjoy the message. It's from Matthew chapter 1, <clears throat> verses 18 to 25. So Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. All right, opening question for this morning. Uh, have you ever done something completely the wrong way, uh, but then it still worked out anyway? Uh, have you ever done something completely wrong, but then it still worked? Maybe you were building something and you put it together wrong, but that the thing you were building still worked. Maybe it was a game you were playing and you used the completely wrong strategy, but you still won anyway. Uh, what is something you have done completely the wrong way, but then it worked out anyway? Um, you can text your answer to 407-842-8884. Uh, so I will tell you a story about um, myself. Uh, this a couple weeks ago, uh, and we had some uh, packages that needed to go out. We had some things we were returning. A couple of Amazon purchases we were returning, and those we were doing the thing where you just drop them off at Kohl's. You, have you guys ever done that? You, just, you don't have to package it up or anything. You just walk in there, they take it back, and give you your refund. Uh, and then we had a couple of um, phones that we had just recently switched phone services and got new phones, and we had to mail in our old phones. And those were going by UPS. And so uh, we had two of those. And so uh, I, I was like, my wife was like, uh, take them to the UPS store. And I was like, no, I got a better idea. Uh, we'll just print out the labels, and there's a UPS Dropbox near our house, right? So I'll just throw them in the Dropbox. So I knew I had two of those and the Amazon packages, and so I threw that stuff in my car, and I go to the Dropbox, and I take the first box off the top, I put it in the Dropbox, I take the second box, I put that in the Dropbox, and I come back to the stack of packages, and I realize one of the phones is still there. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I think I put one of the stupid Amazon returns in the UPS box. Now let me tell you, when you do that, you have little recourse <laughs> to do anything about it. Like, there was nothing on the, uh, you can't get back in the box, right? It's like Fort Knox, right? Uh, you, you can't, there's no number to call. So I, find, I, I just Google the number for UPS. And here, here goes our UPS sponsorship we've been fighting so hard for. But uh, it is impossible to talk to a live person at UPS, let me tell you. And there is no automated response for put the wrong package in a UPS box, right? They do not give you that option. 
And finally, I'm like, I keep doing the thing like, I want to talk to a person, you know, or hitting zero. And the only way they will let you talk to a person is if you give them a tracking number. I don't have a tracking number because it wasn't a UPS package, right? And so I'm getting so frustrated. I call the local store, the UPS store. They have, let me tell you guys, they have no idea how any of this works. This one poor girl I talked to, and I was getting pretty frustrated by this time. She was like, uh, it's just, it's shipped. There's nothing you can do. I'm like, it's not shipped. It's like, it's still in the box. It's like the guy doesn't pick it up and drive it straight to New Jersey or wherever, right? They take it to a shipping hub or something, and she's like, I have no idea where that is. And so at this point, I'm thinking my only option is I got to sit here and stake out this box all day waiting for the UPS guy to show up so I can run up to him, and hopefully he doesn't think I'm there to rob him or something, you know, and get this stupid Amazon package back. And so at this point, I've spent, like, I kid you not, like an hour uh, trying to figure this out. So finally, I'm like, well, I better call Lana, <laughs> you know, tell her what I did. So she understands why I'm not home, you know, at 5 o'clock. I'm still waiting. Um, and so uh, I call her up, and I go, yeah, I thought that first box was a phone, so I put it in the UPS box. And Lana says to me, that's okay. That box was going UPS as well. I've never been so relieved in my whole life. It was a UPS package, and I put it in the box, and everything was fine. And that whole time, I had no idea. I thought I'd made this huge mistake, and it turns out nothing was actually wrong at all. Uh, Pastor Chris, have other people had experiences like that? Yeah, so have you ever done something completely the wrong way, but then it still worked out anyway? Yes, I think we could all agree parenting. No. I, <laughs> no. Uh, all right, so we got a couple here. Dated a girl three months, proposed over the phone. That's not in the playbook usually. Married a month later, happily married 49 years later. A lot of people have said recipes, uh, recipes that you, they oh, messed yeah, up yeah, the yeah. way that that's a, that, that's a good one. Uh, let's see here. Chris Otterino said his entire 20s. He was like, <laughs> but he just completely jacked up his 20s. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Kyle uh, Williams said he met Amber on Match.com. Told her he loved her one month later, proposed three months later, married four months after that. Somehow it worked out. So he met her and got married in eight months, and they've been married 13 years. Yeah. So that's a, that's did a good not, one. Did not scare her off. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Amber yeah. does not scare easily. Yeah. That's God bless you, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I asked this question because today in today's text, we're looking mostly at the story of Joseph, and a similar thing is happening here with Joseph, although it's a, it's a little bit the opposite. Like, in, in our example, the question I asked, uh, we did the wrong thing, and it ended up being right. Uh, in today's story, Joseph does the right thing, but it actually ends up being wrong. So he does the wrong thing, but kind of like for the right reasons. And so here's the story. It starts in verse 18. Uh, it says, When uh, Jesus' mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So Mary is pregnant, and Joseph uh, assumes what I think any of us would assume in his position, right? 
that she had committed adultery, that she had slept with another man and was now pregnant with his child. And uh, honestly, that was a pretty horrible situation for a woman to be in at that time. Now, I don't think they actually practiced this very much, but it was at least on the books, it was at least in the laws, that you could be put to death for doing that. You could, you could be put to death by stoning, where they would like pelt you with rocks until you died. And so her life literally could have been in danger. But even if, I, I don't actually think they practiced that very much, <clears throat> but even if they didn't, the social implications were horrible, Right? She'd be cast out. No one else would want to marry her. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but back then, a lady couldn't just run out and get a job, right? So she would have had no way of caring for herself, of caring for her child. Joseph does not want to do that to her. He actually is a good dude. Says he's a just man and unwilling to put her to shame. So he's a good guy. He doesn't want to shame her over this, even though, I mean, he maybe could have felt justified in being angry, could have felt justified in being hurt over this perceived, you know, kind of betrayal. But instead, he's like, I'm going to do the right thing. He's like, obviously, I still can't marry her, but I have compassion, so we're going to do this quietly. So as much as possible, it's going to minimize the impact on Mary. His reasoning is solid. He actually is acting out of compassion. He's trying to do the right thing. He's got the right reasons for what he's doing. But as we see, it ends up being the wrong thing, even though he's got the right reasons. Because his plan is contrary to God's plan. See, he doesn't know or understand God's plan. He doesn't know or understand what is happening here. So he goes off his own plan, but that plan is not as good as God's plan. In fact, it's contrary to God's plan. God's plan is for them to stay together, to have Mary give birth to Jesus, who is his son, and for Jesus to be the savior of the world, to bring salvation and forgiveness to his people. That is God's plan. And that's a good plan. But Joseph doesn't know it. He doesn't understand it. And so he starts to do the wrong thing, even though he's got good reasons for doing it. But second question for you today. Uh, Second question for you today is this. Uh, What are some things that you use every day, but you have no idea how or why they work? What are some things, because I think we all have those things. We have things we trust. We have things we rely on. We use them every single day. We'd probably be lost without them, but we have no idea how and why they work. What are some of those things in your life? Uh, Again, you can text your answer to 407-842-8884. While we're waiting, I had an interesting interaction uh, last week. Um, uh, someone that I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook, well, I know them in real life too, but uh, someone that I'm Facebook friends with posted this question, uh, does everything happen for a reason? Does everything happen for a reason? Uh, I, I'm actually going to ask you guys out here, just by show of hands, raise your hand if you think everything happens for a reason. Okay, a lot of hands. I'd say definitely the majority of you uh, answered yes to that. So, 
It may surprise you to hear that I would not answer yes to that question. I would not answer yes to that question, and I will explain to you why. There's a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, I think it gets a little close sometimes to ascribing evil to God, to saying that God is the cause of evil things in the world. We know God does not cause evil in the world, right? Uh, But some evil things happen. So saying everything happens for a reason gets pretty close to ascribing evil to God. Here's the other reason I don't like to say it. Because let's be honest, some really horrible things happen. Some really horrible things happen. And I don't think I could look someone in the face who has had something really terrible happen to them and say, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. Right? That would be a pretty terrible thing to say to someone that's a victim of something horrible and is really hurting. But I'll tell you this, it's kind of, of, I don't actually like the question at all. I think it's the wrong question to ask. It's kind of a vague and undefined question. What does it mean, everything? What would that even mean, that everything happens for a reason? I mean, I guess you could answer yes in the sense that there's always like cause and effect, right? Or maybe I would say this, I would say for sure, like when bad things happen, there is a reason And the reason is we live in a sinful and broken world with sinful and broken people who sometimes do terrible things. But I think what people really mean when they ask a question like, does everything happen for a reason? I think there's a a motive behind that, a question behind that. I think what people are really asking is this. Is there a plan? Is, Is somebody in control of all of this. And related to that, people also want to know this. Does my life have meaning and purpose? Like, is everything random, or does my life have meaning and purpose? Is there a plan? And to those two questions, I would absolutely say yes. Yes, there is a plan, and yes, our lives do have meaning and purpose. Uh, Pastor Chris, do we have... Yeah, there's some good answers on the question. What are some things that you use every day, but you have no idea how they work? Microwave. Oh, That's okay. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can say, yeah, it's, it uses microwave. And I would say, what does that mean? And right. you would say, <laughs> yeah, I have no right. idea. <laughs> um, let's see. C- computers, uh, cell phones, internet, uh, popular answer. I love this one from Blake. Soap. <laughs> I have no idea how soap works. That's, that's actually really... that's kind of a good one. No, like, why th- does soap work? Why does, why does it, it work? kill germs? Right? Like, uh, well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, Kyle Williams said uh, sarcasm. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Uh, let's see what else. Phone, cell phone, electronics are yeah. probably the number one answer, Pastor Matt. Yeah, it is. So the reason I asked that question, I think it's fairly obvious, but you know, there's so many things we rely on, we trust, we don't know how they work, uh, and yet we have difficulty sometimes doing that with God, right? If God has a plan, we don't always see the plan. The story of, of Joseph here is that he doesn't see the plan. He doesn't understand what God's plan is at first, not until it is revealed to him. And yet sometimes we are called to trust in the fact that God has a plan and that it's a good plan, even though we can't see it always and we don't always know how and why it's working. In verse 20 it says this, 
But as Joseph considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is God's plan. Joseph's plan, divorce her quietly, out of compassion, and because he wants to do the right thing. God's plan, uh, he will save his people from their sins. God is letting Joseph know that what is happening is not what he at first perceived. That first of all, uh, Mary did not betray him, that this is from the Holy Spirit. And second of all, uh, that he's going to bring salvation through the birth of this child. Joseph would not have known this and did not know this until God revealed his plan to him. And once he does, that then, now that he understands, now that he sees God's plan, Joseph is able to accept it. And so in verse 24, we're told, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph goes from doing the wrong thing for the right reasons to doing the right thing for the right reasons. He now understands that God has a plan and that his plan is going to be worth going through this difficult time that he's going to have with Mary because everyone else is still going to think the same thing that Joseph at first thought. But now that Joseph understands God's plan, he knows it's worth going through. He knows it's worth going through all that difficult time because salvation is going to come from it. And so for us today, hearing this story of Joseph, we can learn and know three things from it. First of all, indeed, God has a plan. He does have a plan. Maybe everything doesn't happen for a reason. Some things happen just because we live in a broken world, but God still has a plan to deal with those things. God still has a plan to deal with those things. And sometimes we just have to trust because sometimes we don't know or see that plan unless God reveals it to us. Sometimes God has to reveal his plan to us. It's not obvious to see. But we can know that either way, God's plan is always better than what our plan was going to be. The Bible doesn't say everything happens for a reason, but it does say this, that God works everything to the good for those that believe in him. So God can take something bad and horrible and still bring something good out of it. This is something we need to be reminded of. We can have hope and take hope in the world even when we see horrible things going on because we know that God has a plan for us. And while we might not know the plan in all of its details, we know the big part because the big part is to save his people, to save us, to save us from our sins, to save us from death, to save us from hopelessness and despair. God has a plan to change the world through us, his people, through serving and loving our neighbor. And his plan is to bring us and the world hope and peace and joy, the very things we celebrate this Christmas. God revealed all of that part of his plan to us at the birth 
of the Messiah, at the birth of Jesus, that first Christmas. And he continues to reveal parts of his plan to us in his word, in the sacraments, and in the hearts of his people. I'm not going to sit up here today and tell you that everything happens for a reason, but I can tell you that God has a plan. We may not always see it like Joseph didn't, but it's there. It's at work in our lives. It's happening. It's at work in the world. And even when we don't see it, we can still trust that it's a good plan because we know that God loves us. We know that God cares about us. We know that God wants to save us. That's the reason he sent his son. So be at peace during this Christmas season and experience the hope and the joy that God wants us to have. In his name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message and would like to learn more or contribute to Holy Cross, please visit hclm.org.